Holding by Parak Tazva Pasachov, we learned previously that Shmuel comes to give Teichacha to Shol for failing to wipe out Amalek, and Shol got defensive. And he said, well, it was the people, it wasn't me, and the Karbanas were only the Shem Shemayim. And Shmuel stopped him and told him, no, but at the end of the day, you didn't listen to what Hashem wanted. Pasachov, Shmuel. So Shol says to Shmuel, he doubles down on the defense. He says, first of all, but I did listen to the voice of Hashem. I, and I went in the, in the path that Hashem sent me. Second of all, you're telling me that I didn't wipe out Amalek because I kept Agag alive. I brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and the rest of Amalek I destroyed. In other words, the Redaxa Shol saying, I, I, it's not irreversible, the fact that I kept Agag alive. Here he is. Let's kill him together. And we'll be Makayim, the, the, the Chiyuv of wiping out Amalek. The Abarbanel says that Shol was justifying by saying, you want to know why I kept Agag alive? I wanted to humiliate him. And I didn't keep him alive because I somehow wanted to to subvert the word of Hashem. And so really, it was, it's all fine. It's all good. And uh, third of all, Shaul says, You said that the people were greedy and that's why they kept the property. But the people took from the spoils, they only took sheep and cattle. If they were greedy, they would have taken non-kosher animals too. But they only took the sheep and the cattle. They didn't take donkeys and camels. So from the fact that they only took kosher animals was because they wanted to bring them as karbanos. They took the best of the uh, of the property that was to be destroyed. Meaning like from a of Rashis de Gancha, the best of the grain. So Rashis Acherim, they only took the best, only the best to be brought as a carbon. The Targum learns Rashis Acherim, it means before the Cherim, meaning before the destruction. There's also the Pshan in the Redak's father. Remember, we said that the Redak's father said that Shmuel wanted Shal to put a Cherim on all of Amalek's property. He said, Vacharam to Meskola Sherloi. So, um, uh, I'm just double checking. So um, um, the Redax father said that uh, that, um, that that that's what Shmuel wanted. That Shaul should put a cherim on the property, so no one should have a have a yitzhar to take it. So the the um, the Redax says that the people assumed that as long as the ban the cherim wasn't imposed, they were allowed to take the karbonas and be makdish them to Hashem. So it's like the cherim didn't wasn't chal yet, and therefore they were able to be makdish the animals. There's a sefer oinig yomtar. The mechaber of the sefer says another pshat based on again the pshat of the Redax father. He says, if you look back at Shmuel's original instructions, Shmuel says, Vikisa Samalik, first wipe out Amalek, and then Vacharamtim is Kalar Shalom, and then you impose a ban. Meaning, first, until you wipe out every last Amaleki, there's no Chiyov to impose a ban. So Shaul figured out a loophole. He said, the people want to bring the animals as Karbanos. I'll keep one Amaleki alive, I'll keep Agag alive, and that way the Chiyov to impose a ban on all the property will not be Chalia, will not take effect. And therefore, so Shaul figured out a loophole. So that's, that's a mistake. He, he's trying to subvert the word of Hashem by by trying to, um, by coming up with a loophole that the people should be able to take the property, and that was a mistake. So Shaul continues, he says, well, the people only kept it to bring Karbanos, Reish HaZacher, and the best of the of the property that was to be destroyed, was all to be brought as a carbon to Hashem and Gilgal. It was all the shame Shemayim. So why why are you criticizing us that we did, somehow did something wrong? So Pazach of Shmuel responds once again. Yes, rhetorically, do you think Hashem wants and other types of kabbanos more so than listening to the voice of Hashem? Meaning, what's the whole point of a carbon? The whole point of a carbon is that a person should humble himself before Hashem 
and realized that instead of he being put to death, the animal is being put to death. And he recommits himself to do the Ratzon Hashem. So how hypocritical is it to disobey the word of Hashem in order to bring a carbon? The whole purpose of a carbon is in order to do the Ratzon Hashem. So you're going against the Ratzon Hashem to bring carbonus, that's hypocritical. And in fact, we find many times that the Nevi'im criticized Klai Yisrael for bringing carbonus for the sake of bringing carbonus without the proper intent behind it. So Hashem says, Lamali rives of right? What do I need your carbonus? I need the intent behind the carbonus. It's just a vehicle. Carbon is just a vehicle to be machnia yourself to the Ratzon Hashem. So Shmuel saying, don't bring carbonus and disobey the word of Hashem. That's hypocritical. Rabag adds, that another purpose of a carbon is to get a kapara. Well, Hashem would rather that you didn't do the Aveira and not need a kapara than to disobey the word of Hashem, and then all of a sudden you need a kapara with a carbon. So then Shmuel answers his own rhetorical question. He says, Hine, behold, listening and obeying is better than a carbon. To listen and follow what you're instructed is better than the fat of a ram that's brought on a mizbeach. So this seems to be a repeat, two repeat, repeating phrases. So the Mitzudas understand simply that Shmuel is repeating it for emphasis. The Targum says that, that Shmoya and Lahakshiv are referring to two separate things. Shmoya is listening to Hashem. Lahakshiv means listening to the Navi, meaning that Shaul failed to listen to the words of Shmuel, who was the Navi. The Dasaifrim says that they're talking about two parts of listening. Shmoya means to understand what's being said so that you can follow the rules. And Makshiv means understand the intent of the person so that you don't come to your own conclusion. In other words, don't start making your own decisions and coming to your own conclusion, Shaul, but rather Rather, you should understand what Hashem's intent is here and not to try to save the animals for some, um, 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 div- uh, some, some um, reason that you come up with on your own, based on your own cheshboinahs that, well, we want to bring karbonahs. And Shmuel continues, Kechatas kesem meri. To marry, to rebel against Hashem, is like chatas kesem, like the sin of sorcery. Now, sorcery is many forms. One, uh, one of the forms that we're talking about here is to go to a fortune teller. So that's obviously also in But to go, someone who goes to a fortune teller doesn't have bitachan in Hashem, that Hashem is going to do what's best for him. So he goes and to a fortune teller, a fortune teller should tell him what to do. So so too marry, someone who rebels against Hashem, also has a lack of bitachan. And Shmuel continues, v'oven utrafim haftzar. So to, um, to do Haftzar. Haftzar means to someone insist on their own will uh, or, or urge urge their own their own um, their own desire. So, example, uh, the best way to understand this with an example: when Yaakov gives a present to Esav, so Esav says, "I don't need your present." Rav, right? I have a lot. So the pasuk there says, "Vayiftzar boy," that Yaakov insisted that Esav accept the present. That's Haftzar. Haftzar means like to insist, to urge, uh, uh, to enforce your will. So Shmuel says that Haftzar that. That midah of Avinu Trofim is like, is like worshipping an image of an idol. So Hafsar here is either referring to, according to the Targum, it's referring to Shaul's addition to Shmuel's instructions that basically um, we're going to bring the animals as karbanos. The other Mepharshim say Hafsar means that Shaul here is trying to justify, repeatedly trying to justify his actions. So Shmuel's saying just like an a idol is something that's empty, and has no value, so too a person trying to vindicate himself and trying to justify himself also is, is, is has no purpose. Yan, finally Shmuel ends off with the with the with the final point. Yan Hashem, because you rejected the word of Hashem, Hashem has rejected you as king. So as we said earlier, when Shaul disobeyed Shmuel at Gilgal, Shmuel said, that your Malchus was not going to endure, meaning that your children will not be Melech after you. However, you might have a long reign as a Melech. But over here, now that 
Shaul was rejected by Hashem, his own Malchus would be cut short as well. And we'll see tomorrow that finally Shaul got the message and he finally uh, tells Shmuel that he sinned, but it was too late.